Today, we're chatting with the founder of Star Athletes about fitting health and fitness into your overwhelming schedule. You definitely don't want to miss this one, so don't you change that dial or drop that phone. We're about to level it up and shatter the mold. Question. In a world where groupthink is the norm, others want what you've earned, and thinking for yourself will get a target painted on your back, how do you flip the script and level up your business, your money, relationships, your health, your status, and your life? That is the question, and this podcast will give you the answers. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold. Welcome, welcome, welcome to another episode of Shattered the Mold. Andrew S. Kaplan, really excited to be here with you today. We've got an awesome, really insightful guest, and I can't wait to get to our interview. But before we get there, as always, a quick update on my book, The Last Law of Attraction book you'll ever need to read. Continuing to do well in the sales charts, continuing to lead in a number of categories on Amazon. And of course, I'm really grateful for all the five-star rave reviews and the emails that continue to come in, letting me know how you are using the content and how much you're liking it. Thank you so much for that. Obviously, I'm super pumped also about the recent mentions in Yahoo and USA Today and in Forbes as well. And whether you heard about the book in those articles or through a friend or through this show, whatever way you've heard about it, I really appreciate everyone who's picked up the book. And if you haven't yet and you want to check it out, you can feel free to go to lastlawofattractionbook.com, which will auto-forward you to the Amazon listing where you can check it out on Kindle or paperback or audiobook if you prefer. And if you don't want to pull out your wallet right away, you can still check out the content based on that book at my YouTube channel. Andrew Cap, which is at youtube.com slash Andrew Cap. Uh, either way, I hope that you really do continue to enjoy the content. And again, thanks to everyone that's already gotten the book and has sent in such awesome feedback. And of course, those five-star rave reviews, I am more grateful for it than words will ever express. Thank you so much for that. With that said, let's dive in straight to today's interview. After leaving a high-pressure banking career that left him completely burned out, Meryl Stara made a major pivot into helping others, and for the last five and a half years, he's assisted dozens of middle-aged businessmen transform their bodies and health in only 30 minutes a day using his kinetic method. Thanks to his own personal experience of dramatically turning around his health and fitness, Marrow knows exactly how to help others overcome those same limitations, whether they're physical challenges or mental ones. His company, Star Athletes, serves as a premier virtual fitness den for his clients, where Marrow and his team continue to revolutionize the way high performers manage their fitness and health. I'm sure he's got a lot of insight that he's going to be sharing with us today, so without any further ado, Shatter the Mold warmly welcomes Mr. Marrow Stara. Marrow, thank you so much for being here, my friend, and welcome to Shatter the Mold. Thank you, Andrew. Thanks for having me here. Yeah, um, you know, I'm really excited. We're, it's funny, I guess if people are curious, like, where this conversation um, kind of came from, you were just being, like, a good friend to, at the time, almost a complete stranger, just kind of, like, looking out for me trying to make sure that I'm, I'm eating well, staying on top of things. And I'm like, I'm thinking to myself, this dude like cares. And one of the number one standards I have for, for putting someone on, on a show is like, if I know they care, I know their content's going to be pure. I know their content's going to be useful. And I know that they're just going to have some excellent stuff. And to be really candid, um, I try to make Shattered a Mold very versatile, although it ends up often going just to business. And I was like, let me throw in health and fitness into the mix and, and nutrition and that kind of things. And I know you're, you're basically the expert in that regard. So I figured it'd be a great conversation to have. Um, and even though I kind of, you know, put your intro out there, just to start things off, if you could explain for people in your own words, like what you do and how you serve people. Sure. Yeah. So I run a coaching business, fitness and health coaching business, and it's for middle-aged businessmen 
typically 35 plus till around 55 plus like that's most of the guys that reach out to me who basically want to get in shape feel younger look younger and they have a busy schedule tight schedule so they don't have all the time in the world to train like mr olympia so they want something that's more tailored to them gotcha gotcha so for you it's like what you do is is one-to-one coaching and it's very individualized because i imagine one person with one set of you know one you know his age his weight might be different than another person and i imagine you have to take on a different approach even though you're using the same principles is that a fair way to put it Yes and no. So the main model is group coaching. They're one-on-one touch points, however. When we look at blood work, we discuss blood work. This is one-on-one when we customize a training plan and when we set up the initial routine. So there are multiple one-on-one touch points, but the main vehicle is group coaching. We're a community of business owners that are all on the same journey. Gotcha. So, I mean, I know you're obviously you're seeing a lot of people and you're seeing a lot of situations based on your experience. Like what is the number one problem or issue that these people are coming to you with? And what is the reason behind that problem? Brilliant question. So the number one thing is always weight loss. Now weight loss is broad and you know, it's a big problem. There are a lot of companies, a lot of products on the market. So if we dive deeper And we see, okay, why is that happening? A lot of times we see just a symptom of a bigger problem. There's something else going on. And if, you know, if, if I can share from experience from all the guys I've ever worked with, it's always, I did this program, I did this program with that program. That was good for a short amount of time, but I would always fall back into my old habits so what, was hold, what holds most guys back is they don't really have a strategy that fits into their schedule. It's more like, here's the program, do it. And now you sacrifice even some business time, some family time. You just do it, right? Chicken, rice, broccoli, two hours a day at the gym. We know those routines, but they're, they're never sustainable. But once you flip it around and we first look at the lifestyle and kind of like Tetris play into that and see, okay, where can I stick in this? Where can I stick in that? from this, like a little bit of this, and from this, a little bit of that, then we make it sustainable and it can lead to a long-term habit and behavior change. I love that. I, I love that word. I mean, sustainable, like it sounds to me like you're, you're saying, listen, we're not going to change the fact that this person is busy. This person is, you know, there, there's, there's probably a lot of lack of balance in their life and this person's different than another person. So let's be strategic about this and let's find the gaps within that person's lifestyle and within that person's approach and schedule where we can almost have like inevitability thinking of these things work. Let's fit this piece there, that piece there and get to the result that we want to go to anyway, since a one size fits all that the person's not going to pay attention to anyway, isn't going to work. We have to be strategic about the whole thing. Yeah, I agree. You know, a lot of people always ask the question, what's the best program? What's the best approach? And I believe that's the wrong question that we've been conditioned to ask because it's not what works the best and what doesn't. It what, it's what fits a person's lifestyle and what, does, what doesn't. And the fact is, as a business owner, businessman, executive, just when you're extremely busy, your lifestyle is very unique. And that's why you need a little bit different approach. Mm-hmm. 
Now, obviously, um, I'm, I'm not an expert like you, so I'm, I'm taking a leap here, and I'll invite you to correct me if I'm wrong. But it's to my understanding that, you know, men of this age in this situation, you know, including stress levels, a huge contributing factor to their weight issues and, and really their health issues in general is, is about a hormonal balance. You know, we're talking testosterone and things of that nature. Is, is that fair to say? Yes and no. Like your hormones will be regulated by your input a lot of times. Mm. So they don't just run on their own. Yeah, to some degree, like, you know, we don't want to go into outer moon disease and that kind of stuff, but let's just keep it simple. Like if I eat certain foods and I sit all day long at my desk and I don't get sunlight, then that's going to have a negative impact on my testosterone levels or my, on my vitamin D levels, right? Um, um, if I eat just carbs, then it's going to have an impact on my insulin, right? If I'm very stressed, then it's going to have an impact on my cortisol. So yes, the hormones ultimately regulate a lot of things in your body, especially how you feel, but you regulate those hormones by your input and also by your output. Mm, okay. And when you, when you say output, what do you mean specifically? Well, and to differentiate that, like input is basically what comes in, food and water. Mm-hmm. And output is walk, uh, walking, exercising, like working out, swimming, sunlight exposure, these kind of things. Understood. Cool. Cool. So um, I'm going to ask you a bit of probably an unfair question. And you'll let me know if it's, it's not a, even a good one to answer. Because you were just saying like everyone's individual and we have to fit certain pieces in certain places depending on the person. But someone listening to this right now, they probably identify like, hey, maybe... I want to make these improvements and I want to have the right input and right output. I want to improve testosterone. Like we'll, we'll use that as a good example. Cause I know people don't admit it, but people want to improve their testosterone levels. I don't know why they don't admit it. I don't know why it's an embarrassing thing, but they want it based on your experience. And based on what, you know, are there simple, easy things? Well, maybe not easy, but simple things that people can do to improve their testosterone levels, even as they get older. Oh yeah. There's a lot you can do. I believe before we even dive in what you can do, we have to identify if someone has low testosterone or not. So if, you know, if you run a little checklist for everyone listening here and we say, if you nod your head a few times, then you're more likely to have it. And if not, then not. So one of the biggest ones is man boobs, mm-hmm. right? You can lose all the weight, but the chest is still like, you know, more like a female chest. We have that, those man boobs. That's one very big one hair loss, depression, right? Like not just depression alone, but these combination, like the more we say, yes, oh yes, this and this together, the more likely it is. Feeling tired, like a lot of time feeling tired, even though we get good amount of sleep. Um, Fat, like midsection can also be one, right? Obviously the diet plays a big factor, but that can play as well. Um, hard or harder to build lean muscle mass. So these are all symptoms also from a physical level, from a mental level, which I believe is even easier to answer is indecisive, very emotional, getting triggered easily. Like all these things are signs of low testosterone. So Mm. if someone says, oh yeah, yeah, this, 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 the more likely we said yes to all these things, 
the more likely we have lower levels of testosterone. Now, with that being said, I'd like to go in two phases of improving that. And so the first one is really looking at the fundamental habits. The biggest one is lowering body fat percentage. The lower your body fat, the higher your testosterone. Second one is stress. When you're stressed, you're in a fight or flight state. And testosterone is here for reproduction. So you cannot be in a fight or flight state and in your reproduction state. When you're in fight or flight, cortisol is released that blocks testosterone. So you have to be in one of these two states. And if you're too much in the stress state, then guess what's going to happen? You're too little in the testosterone production state or stage, and therefore it's going to be down. So to recap, body fat percentage has to be lower. Stress has to be lower. Sleep has to be improved, especially REM sleep. REM sleep stages, this is where most of your testosterone is produced. Fourth one is sunlight exposure for vitamin D has a very, very big impact on testosterone. And obviously working out, especially if you do intensive workouts on bigger muscle groups. These are the five key fundamentals. First one, optimize these. No pill, no gimmick, no injections. Second level is supplementation, where we go to zinc, magnesium, and vitamin D. Not in a particular order, but these three are the core supplements. Mm-hmm. Then we have maca and other stuff that's in between, right? For some people, it works better. For others, a little bit less. And then if you've tried everything, then we can always, you know, go to the doc and have a conversation. But I'm, I believe everything is given us in nature. And if we use it, then... Typically, we don't need to have, you know, artificial solutions. Nice. I love it. I mean, it's, it's great because it's really simple. If people do things that make sense that are healthy anyway, they're going to improve their situation. Um, and that was interesting. I didn't know about the whole thing of, you know, like a man boobs. If you're working out, you're doing your thing, but you're still not getting definition that, that makes sense that that would be an indicator. Now, when I guess... You know, if people like that are in the worst case scenario, these situations, I'm sorry, you've seen people for whatever reason have like a really low count. Do you approach things any differently or is it more of the same of what you just said, just in a, in a more balanced, more efficient, more, uh, you know, strategic way? It's exactly the same, but the focus can change a little bit. So I have a guy, he's very stressed. So most of the attention goes in optimizing his stress levels. Mm. So it's always like, there's no shortcut or no secret that it's always that. But for some people, the focus is more here. For some people, the focus is more there. If it's really low, you can go higher with zinc and vitamin D to accelerate it a little bit. Gotcha. Gotcha. You also, you mentioned people, if they're, if they're bald, that might be an indicator if they're losing hair or whatever. Do people ever correct this and their hair like starts to grow back? Or is that never really something that you see? I see it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like when I improved my testosterone levels, when they were a little bit lower and I supplemented like with a few supplements, I really improved it. I, I saw I was getting more hairy, like especially like the back hair was growing to almost mm. to, to a point where it's like, ah, now I have high testosterone, but also, you know, monkey back. No, I'm exaggerating, but <laughs> you, like you have to wait it in there. It's like, what, 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 you, what do I want to pick here? You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah, I got it. <laughs> pick your poison. Um, yeah. Cool. And you mentioned supplements. I mean, you said, obviously, you know, there's 
those aren't the things you go straight to. I mean, again, you go to working out, you go to sunlight, vitamin D, that's type of thing. Um, when it does come to supplements, so if people need to take that level in concert with what they're doing, like what in your experience is the most useful stuff to do? You mean in terms of supplement, what's the best one? Mm -hmm. Vitamin D. Got it. Yeah. Cool. Hey, I mean, if, if it works, it works. And luckily, I mean, this is all like easily accessible stuff. You hop on Amazon, you buy it and you're good to go. Right. Do, do you care about, I mean, this is almost a silly question, but again, I'm, I'm really reveling in the fact that I've got a health expert here that I don't get as very often. Um, do you worry about like organic versus non-organic? Like how closely do you look at the labels on this stuff when you're advising clients on what they should be purchasing? Great, great question. I'm a big believer in food quality. So like I always say, if we have the choice, then let's go free range, right? Free range chicken, uh, free range eggs, grass fed beef, like really good quality. And as close as we can there, like mm-hmm. if we don't hit it every single time, that's fine. But the more often we can get there, the better, like even foods, like fruits and vegetables, if you can get seasonal stuff and local stuff, it's better than just having, for example, mangoes or strawberries in seasons where they don't even grow mm, right? like just that go, means it got like you know they were they were altered to grow out of season therefore not as healthy for you yeah or you you get them from somewhere else from another country and you know with the with the transportation the flight over and all that stuff it it just kind of suffer on quality but if you can get it from the local farmer like if I open the window here and walk like, you know, half a mile, there's a, there's a farmer and he has all these cows. So if you get meat from there, it's a very, very different quality than if you get it from Walmart. Mm, fair enough. Fair enough. Interesting. And you just, you, yeah, just one thing to add here mm-hmm. is everything that is mass produced, like it's all about profit. Right. I mean, obviously the farmer also wants to profit, but there it's so it's profit at a big scale that they'll just throw it, throw in anything that can lower, uh, lower the, mar- the cost margin and increase the profit. And it's never going to be in your favor, the decision. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, let's inject all these animals with X, Y, Z, and let's give them this and this and that. So they don't get sick. So we, so because if one gets sick, all get sick and we lose, right? But what's the impact of that on you? Cool, cool. So what are, you know, again, me just going all over the place here, lean muscle mass. What are your top recommendations of physical exercises or workout routines or approaches that people can take? So for most people, like, especially if you haven't been working out consistently, full body workout like does the job especially mm-hmm. the first year for some people even the first two years is way way and uh, like let's say first 12 to 18 months that's fine then we can go more and more deeper and if you look at full body workouts like if you work out three times a week 20 30 minutes that's enough. You work out with slow motion movements that you don't injure yourself, that the muscle is actually working, right? Like nice slow motion movement, not like just something like this, that you have heavy weights, but focus on the quality of the execution and just focus on getting stronger, like overload. So if I have, you know, 12 pounds here, 
can I get to 14 pounds next time or 13 pounds and then increasing, increasing. The more I see increases, obviously not from session to session, but from month to month that I'm seeing getting stronger, that's a big sign of uh, increasing muscle mass a lot of times, not always, but most of the times, yes. And that's, you know, that, that will do the job for most people. It can get you to those you know, 10 to 12% body fat that science says is when you have like high energy, high focus, high productivity, and you're in the best shape of your life uh, for a man. And yeah, it will just get you to a great level of leanness way you know, beyond that, what most people think they need to do. Like we don't need all these crazy workout routines and like it can be really simple. Mm-hmm. If I can show you some before and afters, like even with body weight workouts, 11% body fat, six pack abs, like, it's enough. Nice. Nice. Um, quick question. What are your thoughts on yoga and how that might fit into things? It's great. I don't do it personally, but I know it's on my list on things maybe next year. I don't know it. It's, it's never been a priority, but it's, it's great. Uh, you know, if you do yoga stretching, very, very helpful. If you did just do it more, you know, as a routine to meditate, to switch down, to drive down, that's going to be helpful as well. Mm, so nice, yeah nice now um i realize that there's outliers here so i mean f- please feel welcome to give me like the extreme examples but in general like how old can somebody be before it's too late meaning is it does it even make sense that someone can be 60 and they can get that lean muscle mass body or is 50 the cutoff point or is 48 like what have you seen in general that's as long as people follow any kind of reasonable healthy routine that they can get results at a certain age. There's no limit. Mm. Like it's only too late if you say it's too late. Now, and, you know, I've got a guy, he's 51, uh, he's a tax advisor and he's at 12, 11.8 or 12% body fat, super lean first time in his life. And he didn't take him, didn't even take him so much effort. So the, that's what, let me say it like this. Even though he got the results, it took him way longer than most guys. So with, it's not impossible, but it just takes you longer. That's why I always tell people, like, every year you wait, it's going to get harder. Because every year, we lose muscle mass. Our body gets weaker, and we're on a decline. Testosterone goes down. So the longer we don't do anything, we just put it on the side, the more we have to work for it. So mm-hmm. the moment we just say, okay, enough is enough. I want to draw a line. Like, let's go the faster the change can happen. Yeah, if, if, you know, if someone from 20 to 60 hasn't done nothing, is obese, it's going to take a long time, especially mentally, to change all these habits. They're rooted 40 years, but mm-hmm. it's possible from a biological standpoint. If someone is 25, these are just five years of bad habits, so it's easier to get rid of them. So I would say less from a physiology standpoint, a biology standpoint, not that they don't matter, but less there, but more on a mental standpoint and more from the habits. Nice. Interesting. Cool. Um, while we're on that topic or a little bit on it, like what is, what's the number one mental thing that you have to work on with clients? Is, is there a certain block that they all seem to have, or is there a certain predictable issue that pops up that you have to deal with on a regular basis? Yeah, they're like the top three. The first one is the obsession with the scale. Like we've been so trained to be obsessed with the scale and 
you know, I, I have my clients weigh themselves every single day because I'm a big believer in data. And then sometimes it can get you emotionally. But at the end of the day, it's like if we detach from that and we just see it as a tool of measurement and we see we also have daily steps, we have water, we have sleep, we have body fat percentage. There's so many other things that we can look at, not just the scale. It loses its power. And when it loses its power, then we really can lean into this journey and say, let's go. I'm going to focus on the process, on the habit. So that's the first one. Mm-hmm. The second one is falling off track and knowing, hey, that was just one day. I can go back the same day or the next day, right? Like even, even the, I like to say, you can have a bad meal, but you can make the next meal a better one, right? It doesn't have to be an entire day or entire week that you throw off. Yeah, so these are the top two. And then the third one is when things get busy, life gets in the way, you want to start getting off routine. This is a very big one for a lot of guys. And yeah, sometimes they're not easy conversations. They're tough conversations to have. But ultimately, we, I mean, there are tricks and hacks to work around it. But ultimately, it's really a priority thing. Like, Mm -hmm do you respect yourself enough to follow through on your own commitment or are you always going to put others first and skip your own stuff and just, you know, be like a leftover. Fair enough. Now you, you mentioned hacks and just so we get out there, obviously you, you've got to put the work in, you've got to be consistent. You've got to be committed with that understanding in mind. What has been <laughs> your favorite or your most high impact hack that you've used with clients to help them get that extra boost when they needed it? I have, you mean extra boost when they need, like not right in the beginning, like when things get tough to really break through the barrier? No, I'd I'd say at any point in the process where there's a hack that just helps them move faster. It could be in the beginning of the process. It could be in the middle of the end, but for people listening there that might want to try a hack that that might be working on themselves right now, maybe they get in touch with you, maybe they don't. And they just want a really good hack, whether it's emotional, whether it's physical, whether it's a supplement, whether it's a certain exercise, like whatever it might be, like what in your experience is like a real, you know, again, they're not going to lean on this as a crutch, but just a nice rock solid hack that they can use in concert with their consistency. I believe the greatest hack has been not having carbs as the first meal of the day. Mm. Why? Because when you don't eat for a long period of time, and this happens when you sleep, it's probably minimum seven, eight, nine hours, your blood sugar levels are very sensitive. And if you touch, like if you see blood sugar here and you touch it right away with um, carbs, it's going to have a spike. And what happens is insulin goes up and after a few hours, it will go down. And as it goes down, you start to get hungry right? Everyone knows they should eat less. But why do we, well, why is it difficult to eat less? Why do we overeat? Hunger, right? Hunger and cravings. And if we say, let's skip the carbs, let's have just protein and fats for breakfast, even for lunch, we avoid energy crashes and we avoid the cravings and hunger. And then it's very easy. Like if, if, think about it, if you feel full the entire day, or almost most of your day, like you can easily stick to less food and say, wow, like it wasn't that hard. But if I tell you eat pasta the entire day, you're going to be hungry every two hours. So mm. it's really making that shift. And I've seen that has had the biggest impact. Like 
I never hear someone is hungry like the first three, four, five months. Then later on your journey, as you get to the end, it's like, yeah, I'm getting a little bit hungry, but still like you can make a few switches there and you're good to go. Got it. Now, you know, people strategically, sometimes maybe their mornings, you know, they're not having a bagel, but maybe they're having, you know, um, a shake with, with powdered, like powdered supplements, you know, fruits, vegetables, things like that. Obviously you're hearing from someone that doesn't really know about this. Does that count as carbs or that's, that's not a concern if someone wants to have like a health shake with all their, their supplements and their powders and stuff. Typically it's also carbs. Like if they're, you know, bananas and apple and oranges like that will just add up like not that they're bad it's good but and let me say it like this if someone has that like i have clients who have those morning shakes they want to prepare it they want to juice and do that stuff do it that's great it's healthy if you don't feel hungry brilliant but if you feel like wow i had that shake now i'm even more hungry well what if you had that shake a little bit later and you just skipped breakfast or didn't have all these carbs Got so it. it's yeah timing can really help yeah so if you could pull it off without being hungry and ingesting extra food cool if not it might be strategic to wait till a little later in the day <clears throat> maybe just have an egg or other sometime a protein for for your breakfast instead yeah egg uh, the entire egg right not just egg white like um, eggs then you can have uh, avocado you can have some cheese you can have uh, yeah you can have a shake like yeah just protein fat some nuts and you'll feel like wow i'm full i'm good i'm not craving and it's way easier to start into your day and you also don't have the tiredness those energy crashes that a lot of people have when they eat the carbs nice you know it's funny i'm i'm asking all these questions and rapid fire and you're telling me things and i am remembering things i either knew or used to do or both that's like I'm going to have to play this episode back. Like, like avocado. I haven't had avocado and reminder. It's like in a while, like what a beautiful reminder of like, I should be having more avocado. It's like the best thing. So <laughs> this conversation is majorly benefiting me here. Um, so we're, we're almost wrapping up here, but I, I guess I just want to ask, you know, what is the highest value piece of advice when you're, when you're working with people in general that helps them finally get, hopefully get out of their own way and start being consistent with all this. It's really about making making decisions that yeah making decisions that are for the long term. Like wh- whenever I work with people, I tell them, "Look, we're setting up this routine for you or with you, and if there's any moment you feel I can't do this for the rest of my life, we have to change it. The moment you feel like, yeah, it's great, I'm getting results, but." I'm not going to sustain that. What's the point of even continuing? Wow. So whenever you have that in mind, and and that's when people do 75 hard keto diet, it's like, brilliant. Can you do this for the next 20 years? Yes. Awesome. Do it. You you already won. If you can't, well, what's going to happen when you stop? You're going to gain back all the weight and probably even more. So Mm. it's really asking yourself, like auditing yourself, reevaluating, hey, can I do this every single day for the rest of my life? And if not, what do I need to change to make it sustainable? I love that perspective. I can't remember, and you know, I agree with that on so many levels and I can't remember I ever, like ever hearing a health person go into that direction, but <laughs> obviously that's, um, that's perfect. So um, as we wrap up here, if, if anyone wants to get in touch with you or connect with you or learn more or maybe even work with you, 
what is the best way for them to do that? Yeah, just on Facebook, you can type Moro Stara and you can add me as a friend there. You can follow me if you don't want to add me as a friend. That's fine as well. And this is where I publish my posts, my content almost on a day-to-day basis. And you can get some clarity and insights there. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I'll put that link in the um, the description of both the audio sec- section for this and also the YouTube video when I upload it. So people have an easy way to, to click on that and check things out. Um, this has been awesome. I guess the last question I have for you is, you know, just in your own life, if you can go to back in time to a version of yourself from either 10 or 15 or even 20 years in the past and give them one piece of advice to really benefit your life in a much better way than where you're at right now. Like what's the one piece of advice that you would give them? I love this question. I I would say, I I would explain someone and you know, we are not here to decide for people's priorities. Ultimately it's their choice, their value system. But I would say, Hey, understand the difference between the values of time and money. We can always make more money, but we can never get more time back. So going back to 2015, I tried to figure out, you know, how to build my online business all on my own. It took me years and years, years to get to the point where I am today. And I'm still nowhere near where I want to be ultimately. And the moment I started hiring people, like it just went so much faster. So if I could go back, just say, Hey, look, you'll always find a way to make those 5k, 10k, 20k back, but you'll never get a year back. So is that worth to trade for? Are these 5k, 10k, 20k worth trading for a year, for two years worth of time that you can buy yourself? And if yes, do it. If not, then that's fine as well. That's why I said, you know, everyone has their own value system, their priorities. I'm not here to change it. But if if someone had explained me that concept, it would be way, way different. Yeah. Awesome, awesome advice. Great insight for, for life or business or both. Uh, Mauro, thank you so much for, for being here. Thanks for being so generous. And in case people are wondering, like we had a conversation before we went in here and you're like, hey, what what do you want to talk about? What's going to give the most value? So thank you for being so giving and hopefully I've guided the conversation to give the most value here. And um, this has been amazing. I really do appreciate it, my friend. Thank you so much for having me here, Andrew. And uh, yeah, it was a pleasure on my end. Thanks again, Mano, for that awesome, awesome interview. I really appreciate it, guys. I'm going to be leaving his link to his Facebook profile if you want to connect with him in both the YouTube video description if you're checking this out on video or in the audio description at shatteredamoldpodcast.com. Either way, that link will be waiting for you if you want to check them out. And with that said, again, quick reminder, if you haven't checked it out already, you can see my book, The Last Law of Attraction Book You'll Ever Need to Read, by going to the Amazon listing located at lastlawofattractionbook.com. Or you can check out my YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Andrew With that said, thank you so much for checking out today's episode. And stay tuned. We've got more awesome guests on the way. I will see you next time. Thank you for listening to Shatter the Mold at www.shatterthemoldpodcast.com. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan. My name is Andrew S. Kaplan, and it's time to shatter the mold.